last night, I mentioned that we're in the home stretch of this retreat, just in case any of you hadn't realized that. <laughs> and now this afternoon, we're in the home, home stretch. So we have less than one full day here together. And we're in a process of transition now. And generally speaking, transitions are not something that mainstream society does particularly well. So as a support for us to make that transition, I'd like to highlight the quality of equanimity again that Julie spoke of a few days ago and that I also mentioned last night as the last of the seven factors of awakening. So equanimity is a quality that's extremely valuable, not only here on retreat, but in daily life too. It's that capacity to maintain some degree of balance and ease in our hearts and minds, no matter what life brings us. So this connects to the resilience aspect of our retreat theme. And as we've mentioned a few times now, that resilience comes from letting go, from releasing all the various forms of clinging and resisting. So recently I've been thinking of equanimity as being synonymous with elasticity. Elasticity is that capacity that allows us to stretch, to not break. So it's resilience, adaptability, flexibility. And this afternoon I thought to explore equanimity just a little bit more. It can help to smooth out any ripples of reactivity that might be starting to arise as we contemplate the ending and the leaving of this sanctuary that we've created together. So with the ending of this retreat, we have a valuable opportunity to notice what's happening in the heart-mind now. And for some of you, there might be quite a strong sense of equanimity. You're just abiding with a heart-mind that's calm, clear, steady, ready. Ready for whatever comes next. For others of you, or at least at times, you might notice some common patterns. So I like to just name some of those common responses to the ending of a retreat just to see if any of them are familiar. So one tendency is just to skip over endings and not even register it, just go right to the next thing that's going to make us happy. So the finish line of the retreat is in sight and we might think, well, near enough is good enough. I've worked pretty hard. Time to just kick back. Maybe we're already mentally in our favorite cafe, drinking our favorite coffee. rest of the retreat just disappears in a blur because we're already leaning forward, impatiently wishing that the retreat was already over. So if you <coughs> notice that, Probably there's some physical, energetic leaning forward. It might be quite subtle or it might be quite obvious. So you can just use the body as that barometer again and steady the body. Take that moment to pause, as we have been doing. Release, relax. Remembering that there's still plenty of time for valuable insights to arise if you can keep staying present. 
So that's one common response. Another common response is the opposite, to hold on tightly to the retreat and resist the ending for as long as possible. So in that case, the finish line is in sight and there might be an attitude almost of panic. It's nearly over. I haven't got any of those insights that they keep talking about. (laughs) Certainly none of that bliss. I better work harder now and stay in silence to the very last minute. Maybe I should stay up late tonight. Maybe I could ask the manager if I can stay an extra day and then, then maybe something will happen. So aversion, not wanting it to end. And again, notice that pulling back. See if you can come back to the steadiness of equanimity. Then the last one is to really go into denial and barely notice what's happening at all. The finishing line is coming in sight and sometimes people are like, oh, is it finishing tomorrow? I thought it was the day after. What are we supposed to be doing now? Should I start packing? What are we supposed to be doing? Where's my toothbrush? (laughs) And we're just kind of letting it all wash by in a blur of confusion. And suddenly we're back home or at work wondering what happened. (laughs) 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 Maybe some of you recognize that, possibly. So just to name, these are very common reactions to the ending of a retreat. And you may have recognized all of them are manifestations of those core energies of greed, of hatred, of delusion. And sometimes we find ourselves circling between all three. But I also want to point out that the fact that you're still here means there's already probably a lot more equanimity than you might realize. Otherwise, you would have just left as soon as things got challenging. And I know from talking to many of you in the practice meetings that many of you are coming to the end of this retreat with a sense of ease and steadiness, resilience and readiness. And so in terms of insight practice, equanimity has a strong connection to wisdom In particular, the understanding of impermanence, anicca, the truth that everything changes. And so that truth is very close to us right now. And so as we move in a few moments into a little more equanimity practice, I might occasionally just drop in some of the traditional phrases that help support the mind into equanimity So some of the phrases that are used by Western insight teachers, they include things like, may I learn to see the arising and passing of all things with equanimity and balance. That's from Jack Cornfield. From Sharon Salzberg, may I be undisturbed by the comings and goings of events. Or my favorites from Kamala Masters, May I accept and open to how it is right now, because this is how it is right now. And what I like about that phrase is that she's pointing the truth that everything changes. So rather than it being just, yeah, this is how it is, with a kind of defeated resignation, she's saying this is how it is right now, because by implication it will change. So as we explore that a little bit in the next meditation, we'll start briefly with our usual anchors or 
the body, breathing, maybe sounds. And then similar to what we did this morning, we can let go of directing the awareness anywhere in particular and continue with that more open, choiceless attention that Julie introduced us to this morning. And this way of practicing itself can be a powerful support for equanimity because we're just settling back and receiving whatever presents itself. So classically we just receive or connect to whatever experience is predominant. In other words, what naturally calls the attention. So that will be the general approach. I won't offer too many words, but just occasionally, after we've got started, drop in some phrases to see if we can help support that balance, that steadiness, that acceptance and ease. So let's give that a try now.